Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a bourbon group, a store, a distillery, and you need wholesale pricing for laser etched glassware, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to introduce you to my friends at distilleryproducts.com. They do our glasses. You've seen our glasses. They're great. And they are at great prices as well. So feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Tell them that dad's drinking bourbon sent you. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. It is Father's Day this Sunday. What better thing to give dad this year than something from Orca Coolers? Whether or not it is an awesome tumbler, it could be one of those bourbon barrel tumblers, it could be another tumbler, they have one with dimples that looks like a golf ball, it could be a cooler. And Orca Coolers are a necessity this summer for the backyard get-togethers, lake days, and everything in between because they're roto-molded. That means you could put ice in there one day it's still going to be there four or five days later so use code dad season that is code dad season for 20 percent off your order at orca for all of life's adventures Today's show is also sponsored by Action247.com. You want action? Get in on the action with Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And guess what? Both the Tennessee Volunteers and the Vanderbilt Commodores are headed to Omaha. And with number one Arkansas out of the mix, you know everybody is looking at these two Tennessee schools to bring home the College World Series. They're going to have lines for all of the games as well as some updated futures. So keep your head on a swivel also in baseball action 24 7 now lets you bet on triple a that means they're the only place in tennessee where you can bet on the sounds or the Redbirds. so check it out at action 247.com something really cool you can't bet on horse racing yet through action 247.com but they are going to be a sponsor of the 2021 iroquois steeplechase on june 26th and they're going to have a lot of opportunities for folks to win big giving away cash free bets and a $100,000 grand prize in their steeplechase free-to-play games. Make sure when you go there, you use code DADS100, and they will match up to $400 of your first deposit at action247.com. That is use code DADS100. Hey, buddy, guess what? Uh, what? It's Father's Day. Oh, hot damn. We're releasing an episode on a Sunday, and I feel like we had to because, like, this is our Christmas. Well... I mean, I feel like Christmas in the degree of we're probably still not going to receive too much. But hell, our kids aren't either today. everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are or whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day all i want for father's day is for people to go on whatever platform they listen to us and leave us a review that would make my father's day if you all could do that for us it would be a huge help i was just want to gonna say like um i mean when are we gonna have the second i can't well it can't be annual i guess second sporadic dad's drinking bourbon golf outing on father's day <laughs> when was i say it so awkwardly because there's that much hesitation in me believing it's ever gonna happen again <laughs> i know that was like what five years ago 
the the last time we really got a decent round of golfing. Yeah, and it's not even like dad's drinking bourbon as in we're trying to have an event or invite people. It's just literally me and John and maybe a couple of friends go play golf. Yeah, it was not an outing. It was y'all have permission to actually be gone to play 18 holes and you don't have to sneak around and try to golf behind our back. We are giving you a weekend day to go do it. Like, I'm not saying we haven't played golf together since, but like we both might have taken time off of work and not told any significant other and just met up and played golf. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good day. It wasn't like either one of us, we weren't gone too late, didn't eat or drink too much, didn't, you know, like go to a strip club afterwards, do anything completely stupid or end up on Broadway. I mean, I thought there should have been a repeat performance after that. I thought we were on our best behavior, nor yeah. would I have gone to a strip club anyway, because I feel like that's just a waste of money. You might as well just dump your money in the street. Well, I'm just saying as far as the realm of like, I can't believe they did this. I mean, hell, you didn't even spill like ketchup or any condiments on your shirt at the turn. And I normally don't. I'm pretty good for a big guy. <laughs> I'm a good eater. I'm not getting it all over my clothes. That was a great time. I think we went to Gaylord Springs on that one. We're probably due to like go someplace else like Hermitage or something. Some other nice course in the area. I really like Greystone out in Dixon. That's a good track. Stevie's played that a few times. Some other friends. I haven't made it out there. Uh, anytime I've played in the past year or two now, it's always been the Hermitage, but I'm not complaining by any means. I, I like that. Uh, especially the outer loop course, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's a tougher target golf, that presence retreat, or there's general retreat and presence reserve. Presence reserve is a little tighter. Speaking of golf, I guess uh, when this runs, the final day of the Open will be on. Do you want to make any uh, bold statements as to what you think is going to happen there uh, this weekend? No. I mean, I, I can't other than if I get the urge to bet on a whim, it worked out good the last time. So who would you bet on a whim if you were to bet someone to win the Open? Some part of, uh, you know, your, your gut and um, you know, even though he's coming off a win, lefty's still got to be the underdog on this. The only one he's never pulled at his home course. I was watching Sportsman the other night. They were playing it up pretty big, which I think doesn't do anybody good. But, you know, if somebody's going to cap off things or really just you know say they did it all that they you know needed or wanted to this would be where he would you know put the uh the icing on the cake now i'm looking at the odds i don't see him anywhere i think uh the favorite right now is john rom bryson still got to be up there somewhere um dustin johnson has to be up there somewhere i'm still a big fan of jordan spieth i like jordan i know he won and then fell off for a little bit, was starting to come back a little bit this year. I'm a big Spieth fan. I don't know. Brooks Kepka is up there. I mean, I think the good thing about golf right now is that it's very wide open for a lot of people. You can't go into a tournament and be like, I absolutely think this person's going to win. There's no clear-cut person in golf right now. Well, and I don't even pay that much attention to it, clearly by the, you know, the last tournament. However, when I pulled up the odds late on Saturday night, obviously heading into the final round, 
And other than Kepka, who was, I think, like, you know, just a little smidge off from even money, I mean, they had Fett 50 get paid 200, three or four to one, whichever one you call that. I think it's four to one, but some people say three. I don't understand that. But either way, that's an enticing play for me when you, you know, you look at the final three or four players. And well, obviously, odds are one of those guys is going to take it and they all have pretty favorable odds. I just don't see the point in throwing it out there before it all gets going. And there's a whole lot of people here that are like plus six. 1600 plus 1600 jordan spieth is a uh, plus 1600 brooks kepka is plus 1600 not a terrible bet you could actually make some money there uh, somebody will take out kepka's knee again be the wind or something i don't know but i think for father's day i got asked what do i want to do it's like i just want to go to the gym i want to be able to use the hot tub after and work out my back it's been a tough week threw up my back a little bit again it's been hurting me for a long time i just need some time to go to the hot tub and kind of work it out i want to be able to like spend some time at the gym and then maybe just eat in silence by myself (laughs) (laughs) not that i don't love my family but just like silence sophia it's been a long couple of weeks with sophia's broken collarbone and then we got back from east tennessee and one of my dogs rye had a little stressful time at the kennel and then decided to uh get a little sick and he might have got a little sick all over the floor and i woke up on wednesday it was just a complete mess of the worst smelling shit you've ever smelt in your whole entire life all over my hardwood floor downstairs (laughs) what would i like for father's day an hour of peace and quiet i think it's the um I guess what, like rhetorical, redundant, whatever you want to call it, question. You almost wish they just, you know, they wouldn't ask anymore. They don't want the answer. They don't want, it's not, A, you're going to get criticized when you say it. B, they sure as shit ain't going to make it happen. And then C, it's going to get flipped on you later for being an asshole. Yeah, like I don't, people are going <laughs> to listen to this and be like, why do you want to be by yourself on Father's Day? It's not that I want to be by myself. Like they could be around. I just want an hour of peace and quiet. It's not going to happen. So I need to be by myself. All I'm going to say is I'm still somewhat betting that this was a jealousy play by the dog, not a uh, an anxiety thing. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll see what happens later down the road. I, I'm just putting the, I'm putting the marker right now on the on the you know the dry erase board of Zeke's got a different theory. We'll leave it at that. I will agree to disagree. And like I told you on the phone, if this was shifty, if this was waffle, the dog of mine that you call shifty, I would completely go with the jealousy play. This play, Rye has a little separation anxiety. He's the one that always jumps up in my lap whenever I'm sitting on the couch, never really leaves me alone. I do believe that Rye is the only being in this world that truly misses me when I'm gone. <laughs> I think it was really a, hey, I miss my dad play. I mean, your house slippers miss you, I bet. But I mean, you can't wear four pairs at once. So maybe they kind of always miss you. What would I wear four pairs of at once? I feel like you have that many. I mean, when we used to get together for shows, there was always like a revolving door of house shoes. I was always blown away. Like, how many damn pairs of house shoes does Edwards have? <laughs> Literally, you don't have to explain this. No, I I have to explain this. So there's only one pair. I couldn't find the right pair. When you saw other pairs, like they were in test mode and they did not pass the test. I finally found house shoes. I got them for Christmas. I really do like them. The wife should just get a dull knife or a serrated blade after you go to sleep. Act like 
the dogs chewed up your house shoes and then miraculously later in the day, a, a new pair of the same perfect brand you've pay, found show up and then you got the best Father's Day present you could. I saw that for you right there, John boy. These are good. I would kind of feel bad because I, I would feel like these are going to last for a little while longer. I just got them. They're barely six months old. Let's not go rush and buy new ones just yet. I was just trying to help you, you know, get that feeling. There's so many other places I would rather spend that money rather than house shoes. But that is for another show. Today, I will just say happy Father's Day to everyone out there. And today we are drinking Larceny B521. So that is the second release of Larceny Barrel Proof in 2021, released in the fifth month of the year, which is May, if you didn't know that. We are just getting to it right now. Larceny is the first weeded bourbon to ever be named Whiskey Advocate's Whiskey of the Year. I don't know if you know that. Like each batch, this release of Larceny Barrel Proof is an uncut, small batch bourbon aged six to eight years bottled straight from the barrel. This is coming in at 121 proof. They hope we enjoy it. Heaven Hill sent this our way. Thank you very much, Heaven Hill, for sending us a sample of this whiskey. Zeke, what did you think about Larceny Barrel Proof B521? I'm definitely still confused by wheaters, and we'll save that for a, a ramble after this. I'm just going to throw it out there on the front end. Nose-wise, I really didn't get a ton here in the sense of smell or really the presence of out of you know alcohol or ethanol for a barrel-proof product, but I did pick up just mild cinnamon and honey grams maybe somewhere in there. It, it wasn't quite to the level of like a ginger snap or a ginger cookie, but kind of teetered on that off the honey gram kind of play. Palette-wise, I thought there was a really bold spice right away at the front end. It jumped out at you. It, it wasn't so strong. It was offensive, but man, it, it was loud and proud right from the get-go. Uh, beyond, behind that, I got some light caramel and vanillas. Nothing really ran at me in a whole lot of different directions, but it's a fairly viscous and, and a decently present pour, I'll say, in the sense of you just feel its presence. Um, and also along those lines, the, the spice really stayed present, I thought, throughout front to back. Interestingly enough, I, I couldn't think of the best way to put this, but I felt like it had a finish that hung around decently, but I put that the finish hangs from the front. It wasn't a linger from the back of my tongue. My taste buds didn't seem to have any you know, perception centered around that area, and it wasn't where it lingered from, but I was still picking up a residual from that whole just front end, like, whoa, here I am, uh, initial impact kind of thing. So I don't recollect ever having that in the past. And maybe I ate something weird today, but if I did, I don't remember it. I couldn't agree with you more. And <laughs> I said, this bourbon had a flat ass. This bourbon had no ass whatsoever. It was all up front. I got a whole lot of caramel on it like on the nose and on the palate totally agree with you on the spice and it was a bold spice i mean like and it carried through everything on the nose to the front of the palate i said like thick caramel on the nose like thick with two c's like a snickers i mean it was thick it continues through the palate but it dies on the finish and the way that i say dies on the finish i mean it was 
dry and dead on the back of my palate, but it was still like pop rocks on the front of my palate. Like the spice was still tingling. And then there was nothing once it got past like the roof of my mouth. It's like the craziest thing. It's hard to describe unless you actually taste it yourself. But I'm like, where is the rest of the pour? It's not necessarily here. What happened to it? Yeah, it's almost, I mean, it is a, like a mind truck. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to tone that back down after the Penelope show, but. That was a fun show, by the way. I mean, not to cut you off. That was a fun show. Hey, anytime you can just bullshit with good friends for that long. And oh, by the way, maybe throw in some whiskey so we can at least justify it as being a, a DDB cut. I think we won, but same thing. The back end's not there. It's completely just. Puff the magic dragon, missing in action, whatever. It is gone, but you can still, when you, you know, give the kind of, you know, sensory thing, you can pull it from the front of your tongue. It, 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 it's still there. It's, I don't know. I don't remember ever having this happen. That's the thing. I can't call it a finish because it's still in the front. So the finish, when you were like, yeah, this lingers, it has a finish. It's like, I can't call it a finish because it never made it. And it's not like a crash and burn. I'm not saying this one died in turn three and hit the wall. It's like it ran out of gas or like maybe like the axle fell off of the back. So the front wheels are still turning, but the back wheels aren't doing anything. And the front's just dragging it. Like, I don't know what the proper analogy is because I've never had this happen before. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh... It's, it's like when you're at summer camp or something and uh, everybody's going to get in a canoe race. And halfway into the race, you look behind you and realize the asshole friend is not paddling at all. And he's just giggling the whole time. You think it's a team effort and you look behind you like homeboys eating a Snickers or something like, hey, what the hell are you doing back there? Oh, man, you're doing great. I'll get us in the next leg. <laughs> yeah, man, you got those strong arms. You're doing great. But the front of it is so strong. The front of it is so, so strong. It's like you have Arnold Schwarzenegger in the front of your canoe, but Danny DeVito in the back of your canoe. <laughs> yeah. Even if he was trying to paddle, he's not reaching the water. Um, <laughs> but it, it's still a finish. The flavor lingers after the pour's gone. I, I mean, I don't know if there's a textbook definition for a finish, but I, I feel like that has to be it. You know, once the liquid passes, does a a flavor or sensory perception linger that to me would make sense. And there's definitely something there. I don't know. Another thing thinking about the spice and it's somewhat applicable here. And I just want to throw it out honestly. So I didn't forget it because I was reading something recently today or in the past few days and it was tasting notes for a, a different product, but I, I thought it was you know somewhat applicable here because I, I think it's the oak. Obviously it has to really kick in and give it that kind of bold spice that pops and just hangs and, and, it sticks in there kind of, but the tasting notes didn't say oak. They said cooperage present or presence of cooperage. I mean, isn't that some fancy smart ass way of saying oak or would you interpret that some other way? I mean, not necessarily. I don't know. I, I don't How even know. Is it's like cooperage portrayed. It's, I mean, you know, they didn't, they ain't got the grains. They didn't steal it. Didn't cook it. Didn't dump it in there, but the cooperage is the vessel. So, I mean, all I could really, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was stressed, but I thought about this for a few minutes. And I'm like, is this just some like just new age way of trying to say you can taste the oak? I don't know. I It doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. It's like E like I. Well, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like if you ever just want to either A, be an asshole or possibly impress somebody. Oh, really good presence of Cooperage in this one. Oh, 
That guy sounded astute. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like Cooperage is the entity that makes the barrels. So when you say like presence of Cooperage, it's like, oh yeah, they did a good job making the barrels. I'm not thinking <laughs> of like presence of Cooperage to indicate anything about the wood they're using. I feel like there's a lot of presence of barrel. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Anyways, at 50 bucks though, all that being said on this, if you find it and you buy it, you're not going to be disappointed, especially for 50 bucks. There's a whole bunch of stuff in this realm that this would still beat. I feel like it's still so bold on the front that you're just not going to be disappointed. It just is going to have this weird fall off on you. And another area I kind of thought of looking, I guess, a little more like big picture, thinking about this, thinking about batch B this year, uh, the Elijah Craig barrel proof, which was a, a much lower proof. I thought a pretty good change in profile, still a good whiskey, but undoubtedly a change of what a lot of people expect. I, I don't know if, you know, Heaven Hill changed it up, has different blenders, or this is just all coincidence, but Seemingly, they're putting some extra variants in the blends to where they're still putting out a very good and quality product, but it's really showcasing the variety of flavors and, and you know, profiles that you can pull out of, you know, their juice and their products. And, you know, a nice variation of what you would think was the norm that just kind of keeps you on your toes a little bit. Yeah, and they even have in the press release, the variance in proof from batch to batch is an exercise for true whiskey aficionados. I think it's also interesting because it's showing with these different things. I mean, Elijah Craig is all the same mash bill and Larceny is all the same mash bill. The fact that there is a variance in each batch and there's three different batches every year, it just kind of shows the versatility of the juice that you can do with the same mash bill, different aging techniques, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of versatility in that brand. I think there's a lot of versatility in Beam. I think there's a lot of, you know, all these different distilleries are showing us that there's versatility in the same mash bill depending on how it's blended where it's aged what floor it's on there's so many variables that go into it you can't just be like oh yeah that mash bill's xyz if you listen to this show zeke isn't going to pick up on this but i'm directly contradicting myself with what i've been like railing on with mgp rye but it is showing that there is versatility in the same mash bill that you can't just pigeonhole one mash bill to be one type of profile because they could blend it and age it differently and you could have two mash bills that are exactly the same in two different barrels side by side and have two completely different results. I'm with you. I, I guess maybe to me it's more surprising or, or more noticeable in a surprising way considering you know Heaven Hill doesn't have quite, you know, the variance in labels, say Beam does with, you know, all the different Knob Creek offerings, the the Bakers, the Bookers, which it's all Beam, but, you know, in your mind, it's a different bottle shape, different label. You kind of recategorize it. And then especially maybe more so, I guess, with Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, just because there's been so many more releases, but I feel like there's been several years or you, know, you kind of do a span of the years and blind them or line them up to where you're really like, ah, this is splitting hairs. But I, I thought the trend now is you might be splitting hairs over like which one you like more or, you know, whatnot. But as far as you wouldn't say that about the profile, like, whoo, this one really moved in this direction. Like it really shows these, you know, aspects predominantly. And I like that. It, it's a fun change. You know, you, you, what is it? 
different but the same or whatever the little catchphrase is or something? I don't know, but it is Bernie Lubber's birthday today, the day we're recording it. Bernie Lubber's from Heaven Hill. I'm sure he isn't going to listen to this episode, but happy birthday, Bernie. And uh, we, he's, he's jamming bluegrass somewhere, let's be honest. Yeah, we got to get him on again soon, though. He was He was a great guest. I feel like it's been years, like it's been like three years since we've had Bernie on. We just got to figure out when he's playing in town again. I mean, Station Inn's open again. Other, uh, you know, venues on Lower Broadway. I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get, you know, back on stage. You and I got to spend like a week up in Kentucky, though. We got to like plan it out, do a whole vacation. Oh, yeah. A week after we just lamented four hours to play golf. Uh, You let me know when that, when you get that window opportunity buddy I'll, I'll, I'll line up my side too i know it's like imagine though if we could have a week and we could just go record for a whole week do a different distillery in the morning a different distillery in the afternoon and get a whole bunch of episodes going it better be in the fall because when i was at buffalo trace this past week whew, talking about this whiskey not having ass i sweated whatever little one i had off during the tour up there oh god I just want to go to the lodge. Like I'm okay with the tour. I've had a tour of Buffalo Trace. I just want to go to the lodge where they do all the. Where's that specialty lodge? It's where they pick the Stag Junior. As far as I know, that one's still closed. At least the one that I went in the first time that I pick up there, and we ate lunch in this like room and. It's yeah, 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 yeah. I'd rather go back up there. Sorry, bro. Still closed. Maybe they'd open it for us to do a podcast with them. Who knows. Boy, you really are cranking out the pipe dreams here late in the episode <laughs> to have you tested later. <laughs> well, anyways, I think Zeke and I are in agreement. If you find this, you're not going to be disappointed if you get it. No, I don't think so at all. I, I think we've gone long enough and we can probably save this for another day. I, I don't think this is a textbook wheater. It doesn't remind me of Weller line. doesn't remind me of Maker's. Pretty damn good whiskey, and the the way the profile is portrayed is pretty neat, too, I think. So I'll leave it at that. Zeke, happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Thank you again to Heaven Hill for sending us this whiskey. We really enjoyed it. Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Not playing golf today. Cheers. Ciao. Happy Father's Day.